Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more, only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply, not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon. Welcome to part two of this week's final Clash of the Titles Christmas Countdown. Ho, ho, ho. The podcast for the month of December pits two Christmas movies with something in common in a fight to the death to see which one comes out victorious. On Monday's episode, we were vacationing at Christmas with the Griswolds, which means today Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon are dealing with their families as we celebrate four Christmases. On your mark, get set, go. Capital of China. Hong Kong. Yes. Things next to your bed on the nightstand. A sock? Yes. I helped you come up with this when you were drunk and you came home from the bar last Thursday. Alibi? Yes. All right. The thing I'm not allowed to wear to Supercross. Miniskirt? Yes. Me and you dry humping on the beach. A screensaver? Yes, baby. This game is so easy. So which film will be victorious? We'll have a winner at the end of the show. So let's get it on. Welcome to the final Clash of the Titles Christmas Countdown. Ho, ho, ho. Hello, Clash Butters. Boys, I don't want to speak ill of your mother on Christmas, but she's nothing but a common street whore. I'm Alex Zane. I'm Vicky Crompton. And Chris is off again. It's his final day away. He's probably somewhere over the Atlantic in a plane with his feet up. Yeah. I think the football might have upset him, so it might have ruined his holiday. Ooh, a bit. What happened? I'll give up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right then. Uh, this is a quick reminder. Next week, 
We are doing our live show, our most recent live show. That is The Clash next week. So there's no clues this week. It's Coyote Ugly versus Cocktail. That will have annoyed Chris. He likes them doing in the right order chronologically. It's Cocktail versus Coyote <laughs> Ugly. And a uh, little tip, uh, if you do still want to get a suggestion in for Fanuary, listener suggestions are January and February of 2023. You can email us at show at clashpod.com. Give us a reason why you want it as well. Um, there's some great ones. We've had about, I know Chris has actually That's got the figure, 5,000. <laughs> yeah. We've yeah. had a 5, lot of suggestions. Um, but, you know, there's still time. If you've got one, if there's a pairing you've always wanted us to do, let us know. Drop us an email, show at clashpod.com. All right, back to today. Part two of this week's Clash of the Titles Christmas Countdown and the familial face-off that is Christmas Vacation versus Four Christmases. As you well know, one film will be declared the winner in the verdict at the end of this show. So let's do this. On Monday... I said, panties, once too often as we talked Christmas vacation, which means today, Vicky is taking us through four Christmases. V takes on journey. Do you know what's absolutely disgusting? Babies. They throw up gallons all the time, even when they're about six minutes old. But then is that more or less believable than Reese Witherspoon's full face makeup after giving actual birth? The thing is, though, although babies are completely vile, all sensible women want them, apparently. So despite Kate and Brad having a hot, marriage-free, child-free thing going with toilet sex and regular foreign holidays, over the course of the one Christmas she can't get away, Kate starts to realise, hey, maybe she wants a hateful creature of her own with Brad. Do you know what else is totally repulsive? Working class people like Brad's family, who he berates and patronises endlessly, then wonders why they want to beat the shit out of him. The thing is, though, family is family. And so after the one day he can't get away, Brad starts to realise maybe he should bond with dad after all, until his dad draws such a repellent equivalence to father and son that it sends Brad crawling back to Kate, happy now to blast to pieces their foundation of their relationship and commit to kids, if only for the love of God he doesn't end up like his dad, who seems very content with his life and is a loving, generous father and grandfather. Throw in some cougar mom stuff and also finding lesbians inherently hilarious and that's four Christmases. You thought your family were bad. At least they're not Brad and Kate. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the message of this movie. It's wild. <laughs> it, it, it's like, you're rubbish. It's like, it, it's, it's Todd and Margot. It's like someone saw Todd and Margot from... Christmas vacation went, let's make a movie about them. Yeah, and make you root for them somehow. Yeah. But it's it's just, I mean, they're so dislikable. But then, you know, we will talk about this. It's, it's I appreciate it's my weakness, but Reese Witherspoon, you know, she can make you think anything and she can make you think that that Kate is mm. okay. Vince more or less so maybe, but I don't know. I I like this film. I've seen, I've only, no, is that true? I've seen it once or twice before. And I just do like it. Like I don't think it's as funny as it should be. It really isn't. Like there's some. It's got some very very funny moments in it. But it's got some setups where you're like, oh, these guys are going to do that. Oh no, not really. Like, yeah. and but to be honest, it's just the stellar casting like that. That's such a coup. To the structure is fucking awesome. Mm. And when you're like, who's it gonna be next? Mm. Like I'm just weak for that. So mm. there we are. Um, when did you see it? This was the first watch. Oh, was it? Yeah. oh congratulations! I just I don't know why I never got round to it. Are you not a massive? You know you do like. With the spoons, don't you? I like with the spoons. With the spoons, oh, that's a problem. <laughs> uh, I do. Yes, yeah. I mean, I watch a Reese with like I don't particularly watch every romantic comedy, which no. is more romantic than comedy. Yeah, but Sweet Home Alabama, oh, yeah, I absolutely love that film, <laughs> love that so film. and it's because of Reese Witherspoon. In it. Yeah, yeah, I will. And yeah. I love Vince Vaughn. I know you do. I love him. 
I just, you're obviously going to go into the the backstory about them in this movie. I've, I've got stuff that I read okay. on the internet. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Because I think I I, lo- I I did a you, which is I did a little bit of research before watching the movie. How did you find that? I don't like it. Really? Because it tainted this entire movie for me, knowing that they hated oh, each other. See, I still like to do it because I like to know what I'm getting involved in. Right. Because then you can look for clues. Do they hate each other? I mean, they do. I think they do. It's fact. But I think it weirdly works for the film because they seem like a false couple, which is what you're supposed to think. Like the life they have at the beginning where they're like, oh, I love you so much. And now we love each other so much. You're supposed to think something's missing. And Mm. it is because they fucking hate each other in real life, apparently. So it kind of works for the movie because you're like, oh, you know, over the course of this film, you're going to learn that maybe the hey guys. I don't like this messaging, by the way, that like kids is everything and family is everything, even though I have kids. I think it's That's not the message at the end. That's the weird thing at the end. Oh my God, Chris Chris is going to go nuts. (laughs) But at the end, I know we've gone early on the end, Chris, I apologise. The end, they still don't yeah, they like their family. Made, yeah, it's, it's it, like they've got a baby, but it's mm, like they've learnt nothing. Like absolutely It's nothing. sort of like they've put a, a sticky plaster over like, yeah. their failings, which is a child. And they've acted incredibly selfishly again because, oh, you have a grandchild mm. now, but you are not allowed to see it. Yeah. And you know what else you're not allowed to do is to wander into maternity wards with really a film crew and just sort of go, oh, we'll just put you on TV. Yeah. Like You definitely have to ask. You definitely you do You can't have to put a child, a child, a newborn on TV either. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, there's a lot of, I mean, is it GDPR? It's a consent issue, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, this film just plays fast and loose. With reality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is weird seeing as it's about, it's, it's set in the real world. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me tell you what I read on the internet about Great. it. Um, so it was going to be directed by Adam Shankman of... Uh, enchanted disenchanted fame I was thinking The Wedding Planner great movie right yeah <laughs> oh you mean the J-Lo one yeah but you called it a great movie <laughs> great film anyway after Reese Witherspoon and Vince Vaughn are attached that's not happening anymore because Vince Vaughn wants Seth Gordon this is what I read Vince Vaughn wants Seth Gordon he is established as a documentary director this will be his first studio feature his documentary is The King of Kong oh, so you love that don't you I Chris seen is the one who really really yeah. loves it I like it. It's a great, great documentary. Yeah, I mean, I believe you. I've heard it's fantastic. Um, But anyway, the stuff I read was like, Vince Vaughn wants him, so he gets him. That's kind of it. Big deal at this point. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I I, I get it. I just don't see... I mean, Adam Shankman's no slouch. Do you know what I mean? Like, But okay, fine. Um, I don't know. Like, maybe it was... This is me. I've gone off script. But maybe it's a bit of an easy sell because the structure is so tight that as a director, you know, you can't really mess it up. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of a safe bet. Like, you know, it clearly can direct, yep. but it's it's wild that, you know, you have someone like Adam Shankman, but Vince Vaughn is like, no, this dude's going to do it. And the studio goes, okay, cool. Sure. Um, anyway, so uh, this is not really trivia. It's just a fact. It went into production in the middle of the writer's strike. So no changes could be made to the script. Yeah. Mm. Which... I guess when you've got Vince Vaughn, you don't really... It doesn't matter because he's a famous ad-libber. Yeah, you just you know, do it again. He just does his thing. You know, mm-hmm. he does something different every time. Yeah. So there's Do you these... like... I didn't... I didn't. Do you like Vince Vaughn? I like... I really enjoy Vince Vaughn's motor mouth shtick where he's just like this stream of consciousness stuff. Yeah, I really like him. Mm. I think maybe in uh, around this time, I think not enough people have said to him, that's not funny enough. Like, go again. Do you know what I mean? Like, when you're starting out, you have to work really hard. Yeah. And you get to this point where you're like, I'm a big fucking deal, so everything I say is brilliant, and it isn't true. Mm. And I just think some of these scenes, you know, God, there's this quote here. And not to be, I, I think John Favreau 
is excellent always. Yep. There's a quote from Seth Gordon. It's just electric saying of their scenes together. You put a couple of cameras on them and it's amazing what they come up with. It's not though. It, I'm just, it's not, it's not that good. It, it could be better. Mm-hmm. We've all seen them be better together. Sure. So the bar is really high. Mm-hmm. I just feel like some of the setup for the the comedic potential is like, oh, this could be really something. And it's a lot of wrestling. I'll just say that. <laughs> so. Yeah. Is it not just, uh, is it not hamstrung by the character John Favreau's playing in it? Oh, I don't know. There's a lot of room there for. I guess so. Yeah. But, you know, I do like Vince Vaughn a lot and I'm really happy to see him in this film. And I will watch this film again. Like, he's good in this. Yeah. It's just. Reese Witherspoon never disappoints and I just felt a bit like mm, I thought you could have done better I just don't think this is her bag really I don't think oh I don't know maybe that's not true I don't know it it feels it feels a little beneath her does that make sense sure, this yeah. movie like it's just you, you're like you're but Reese she... Witherspoon that, why I mean also what character does that anyway what character goes through someone's bathroom and finds a breast pump and goes I'll just try that I'll out give it a whirl I'll just yeah. have a go at that stealing Who... a pregnancy test because those things are not free in fact they're quite expensive so that's a low thing to do yep I just think because she, she won the Oscar in 2005 didn't she for Walk the Line mm. but then what was after that because it didn't was it, rendi- it had a rendition of something else it didn't quite do the business Okay. so I think maybe I'm again I'm projecting I don't know this mm. maybe she was a bit worried and maybe she's like fuck it go back to that stuff sure the sweet rom-com kind of thing yeah it's not sweet though this that's true this is i don't know how much has been tainted by my knowledge of them not getting on well the trouble is so this is the story they didn't get along there was a sex scene that was cut because they just couldn't bear to be near each other or whatever and he vince vaughn didn't do any of the press tours didn't do the premiere and all the rest of it Obviously, Reese Witherspoon is a goddamn professional. So whenever anybody asks her about it, she's effusive. She's like, he's a great guy. She, I saw an interview with her. She's like, I, I'm a better actor because of working with him. Wow. Which is a, that's generous. Especially if you fucking hate the guy. Like, she's an acclaimed Oscar winning actress. And to say that about someone is praise indeed. Yeah. So I don't want to say for definite that they don't get on because Reese Witherspoon is telling me that they did. So am I allowed to just... Disregard um, that. I went digging around for some gossip Go on. about it, and uh, I mean, this is this this is one of those quotes that is says our source from the movie. Oh set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was the fact that he. Uh, I'll, I'll read it to you because it was printed in on Decider was the website I ended up on. Vince rolls onto the set in the morning, looking like he just came in from a night out, while Reese will arrive early, looking camera ready. Then Reese tries to force Vince into blocking out each scene and running through their lines as Vince tries to convince her that he's an ad-libber and wants to play around and see where the scene goes. Yeah. So that was basically, they just had different formats. Different, uh, yeah, a clash of approach and things like that. I mean, I get that. That would be frustrating. And again, being super critical, which is possibly unfair of a little knock around Christmas movie. If you're Vince Vaughn and you roll in, you're like, guys, I just got our magic. Don't worry about it. Then brilliant. Then just do the magic. But if it's not fucking hilarious, then do it properly. (laughs) The way that she wants you to do it, because maybe that would be better. But it's not like I'm being really mean. It's not like it's a car crash. He's super funny. It's just, he's got so much potential. Some of the, like, just, again, I'm dancing around it. We'll get to it properly the scene where they do the nativity and she's got stage fright and he's like I'm going to boss this the things he's actually saying are not funny like there's so much room there to be really a little bit risque about what he's saying about her Uh and really steal the show and it's fine but it's not like it's not that memorable interesting do you not think I quite like that scene that's one of the that's got a double tick on my notes okay my extensive notes. You're, that, that small postage dump you got over there. 
<laughs> Sorry, no one can see it. It's Christmas. All right? It's it, bloody Christmas. It's a busy time of year. And I've, I've, I'm not, I've dropped the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Have you really? Let me see. Is it really worrying? That's a, There's a lot of double space in there as well. That's a drawing of the sofa in their apartment for some reason. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I've not been very well. <laughs> I'm not a well man. All right, don't worry. It's all right. I've got this. I've, no, I've got some shit to say. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, yeah. let's let's say that shit then, shall we? Yeah. All right. It. Let's go through this film. Here's Brad and Kate. Except they're not. Did you know that? Did you always know they were role playing? Because I wasn't I sure. Did yes. I, I mean, I, again, they had to be in the end because I, I thought it was like this is how they met, and yeah. then we were going to flash forward, and mm, they'd been together. Yeah, that would be nice for years. Um, but then when he calls her a slut. And got, a bitch. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this has to be role play. Yeah, I like, I love it, but um, it's quite a complex. Like, oh, we've got really. It's a very complex role play, right? Mm. Because they're Daphne and Kent, right? And Daphne is disappointed by Kent's whole thing, right? Daphne wants a man, quote, whose hand doesn't shake when he puts it up my shirt. So he ups his game and shouts across the bar, "Bitch, I'm talking to you," which she loves and calls her a crazy little slut. That's all fine, great, whatever. Mm. So is the buzz for her? you need to man up or was he going to be Kent and then he's like, oh, Kent isn't working. I'm going to switch it up in response to that. Or was the whole role play, you pretend to be someone meek and then when I push you away, then you change. Do you know what I mean? It's complicated. Yeah, I think it's the last one. Yeah, which is like some thought has gone into it. Yeah, A yeah. lot of thought has gone into it. Yeah, I mean, I've... I've never role played in the bedroom. Said, well, they're in a bar, so... Sure, yeah. sure. But I, I mean, I was using... Sort of shorthand for sex right. in in the bedroom. Right. I just felt like Monday. I felt like Monday show. We went to some dark places. Yeah, I just thought I'd try and keep this one a little more family friendly. Right. Okay. Cool. So when I say in the bedroom, yeah, it means fucking. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes me like them because it's like that's cool. Like fine, good for you. Um, but the other people who like this pair is this pair because they take dance classes just because I mean the minute you see the scene you're like why are you in dance classes like, I hate them yeah I hate people who take dance classes but everybody takes them for their wedding right everyone takes them for their wedding sure uh, but also I just I don't know it's just uh, it's either I think maybe it's jealousy do you know what I think maybe it's jealousy because yeah, I've always wanted to be able to dance mm-hmm. and I can't dance and I've never been to a dance class and I, I, I think I, I'm reacting I'm being like oh fuck them fuck yeah. people who do that and I feel but exactly the same actually, I'm, just, I'm just jealous Yeah, that's I would is. love to go to a dance class I think it's either you know, it's something that you do trying to rekindle something or it's a January thing. You're like, we need to do things together that aren't just going to the pub. So mm. let's do a dance class or whatever. But uh, I would love to do it and I just don't see it happening. So it's just jealousy. You're right. Yeah, that's all it is. It's just pe- people, and also people's, everyone... people's happiness makes me angry. And it's just nauseating when you've ever met. I mean, this is true. Who do we know that's actually done it for real? And you're like, oh, happiness makes you. me angry. I think I'm, I think I'm broken. <laughs> I met There was someone I knew years ago and she was learning to tango for her wedding it's like I, I don't think we can speak to each other anymore like that's a very sexual dance I don't think it's appropriate in front of all the nanas or whatever but are you just trying to tell me you're having loads of sex because if that's what you're saying to me just say that right. like don't say well I'm learning to tango because of my wedding right, right, right. it just made me angry we're, I'm uh, the same as you we're doing the tango <laughs> yeah, you. you imagine Got you. it's like the new in the bedroom yeah, yep. we're learning to tango. We're learning to tango. Oh, so passionate. What do you mean, fuck? Oh, there's so many mis- there's so much mystery. Mm. Anyway, yeah. Um, it's us. It's us. Apologies, everyone. We're, yeah, we're bl- not, blatantly. We're not, we're not right. <laughs> yeah. Confirmed once more. Yep. We're mean-spirited, cold-hearted, horrible people. Stones for hearts, <laughs> cold for eyes. <laughs> 
horrible. Uh, I hate the fact that they pack for their holiday in a very nauseating way. Uh, but the point is they're going to bugger off to Fiji uh, for Christmas until it's ruined by fog. You really can't spell families without lies. Good line. I like that, yeah. Uh, so this is where we get... We're at the airport, right? So this is the first little wrinkle I like this film I want to just like it now it's unfair for me to put all the blame at Vince Vaughn's door because either one of them could have had these lines I guess in terms of where the couple is at this point but when Peter Billingsley from A Christmas Story who's the the desk person at the airport your flight's going nowhere I can get you a room at the Radisson Mm. and Vince Vaughn's like oh my god the fucking Radisson like gross basically he's Mm. like that's beneath me so I'm like that's like I think that sounds awesome. Like, I don't want to miss a flight ever. But if someone said, free hotel, mm-hmm. yes, I'm there. Free travel lodge at Luton Airport was my absolute minimum expectation for my holiday in the summer when all the flights were delayed. I was like, if we end up in the travel lodge in Luton, I'll be fucking thrilled. Yeah. Because you you make of it what you will. I, um, I've i stayed at a hotel airport for fun before. Yeah, of course. An airport hotel. I think they're great. Like, I had a flight that was, I could have made it no, from my house. No, relax. But I was like, I could just get up three hours later yeah. and I'll, I'll you stay in the hotel. Airplane. It's, it's cool. really great fun, yeah. yeah. And so, there's, there's a sort of, it's like, it's like that speech that uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon have in Dogma where they're talking about why they love airports. <laughs> right. I just love being around airports. Yeah, me too. It's, it, it, they, are, they are places, they, they just are exciting. because they're, they're transient as well. Everyone's going somewhere. Yeah. Like It's not like, hey, we're staying here for fun. It's like a functional place. Yeah. It's just it like, just heightens your emotions. It's a weird thing, isn't it? I mean, essentially all you're doing is going to a Smith's that's more expensive than it normally is. And it's already quite expensive for a bottle of water. Yeah. But you're like buzzed, like, I paid three pounds for some sparkling water. I fucking love it here. Yes. <laughs> it's true. So I was a bit Peter K. Anyway, point being, um, <laughs> I, so now I'm like, oh, this like, oh, you, you're entitled, you're ungrateful, you're snobs. Like, I don't like this for you. Mm. But I park all of that with Reese Witherspoon. I'm just like, Vince Vaughn, you're Brad, you're mean. Anyway, so they're, so, they're caught on camera. Uh, we did talk about this consent issues, but it was 2008, so apparently it's fine. And so now here we are. We've got to spend Christmas with his father, her mother, his mother and her father all at the same time kind of thing. I just think the premise is amazing. It you is. could pitch the shit out of it. It's brilliant. And you get that start of that thrill of like, who's it going to be kind of thing? And what are they going to be like? Yeah. Like, it's just... That's the exciting thing. What's going to be this family's weird thing? And even though you know they're going to lean quite heavily on probably quite lazy tropes, it's just thrilling. I don't know. I just look... It's such a good idea. Mm-hmm. I wish I'd thought of it. Um, so, um, first of all, it's his father. It's Robert Duvall. Hey, what <laughs> really? a cast! But that's the thing because you start there, you're like, bloody hell. Okay, mm-hmm. this is going to be this is going to be good. Yep. Um, and then he's got these douche brothers, Dallas and Denver, and Katie Mixon, who I love, mm-hmm. love, love, love. So she's using spray cheese for the hors d'oeuvres and it's just like, the joke is, aren't working class people stupid? And so I don't obviously like that. Um, he never, you know, Brad never goes home. They've been welcomed into the home and they're being not cool and like they haven't respected the limit for the gifts and you, you, your emotions are jumping all over the place, but you're basically like you two are dicks. Mm. Um, so then Brad has to fix the satellite dish on the roof. You can guess how that turns out. And then Kate has to hold the first of several thousand babies. That are <laughs> yeah, people just start firing babies at her at one it's point. It's so out. much about babies. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I think this is where I was like, oh, you're kidding me. The bit where she sees Brad holding a baby. Oh, God, and I know. She, and it's like, it's like suddenly this thing goes off in Clips. her womb. Yeah, and that's I don't know anyone that's that, that's ever happened. It's something you see in films all the time. Yeah. It's seeing, in, seeing your partner holding a child is like, oh my God, I'd never realised what never that thought, might look like. Yeah, I, th- I didn't realise you could do that, yeah. that we could do this. Yeah. Um, 
he's got when I mean not to draw equivalence between this greatness and this but when Harry Met Sally um, sort of leans into that a little bit so there's a section very much at the end which I'll talk about especially the dialogue like it just puts you in mind of that and Sally in When Harry Met Sally you know when she's with Joe and she's talking about she's you know she saw she was taking her her friend's daughter to the zoo and they saw a family I spy a family and she'd never thought she wanted that and then she did yeah. So that's all in the mix for me there. Sure. Um, so, yeah, uh, she weirdly, the jeopardy here for Kate is she's been asked to hold a baby. Will she like it or not? <laughs> it turns out she doesn't mind it. She doesn't mind it. No. She doesn't mind but it. But she knocks it out at one point. Yeah, that's quite funny. It's great when she smashes its head off a cupboard and Katie Mixon goes, <laughs> give me my baby back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Brad falls off the roof very predictably. This is what I mean, this... There's, there was room there for something else a bit more surprising, but nonetheless, yeah. he falls off the roof. I like the kid uh, streaking when he finds out Santa isn't real. It's so weird. It's such a weird choice, but I, that's what I mean. It's sort of surprising. It's like, oh, yeah. It's weird as well because I, this, I'm reading too much into it, but Robert Duvall is a granddad and whoever the kid's dad is, at one point he's like, granddad, granddad, when they're on the roof and he sends his son off to get a beer. And they seemed like, a, they, I was like, you look like a real family to me. Like the way they talk to that child, I, you know, had hallmarks of my childhood. And I just was like, oh, you're a real family. And then I took it personally. I was like, you still get off my family though. Like, so, <laughs> so yeah, it all got a little bit complicated uh, from there. So then we get the safe word, uh, mistletoe. And so we're off um, to Kate's mom, Mary Steenbergen. So, um, and Kate's sister, who's sexually active, which in this movie, uh, they want me to say that she's a slut and therefore is hilarious. Um, and that is Courtney Kristen Chenoweth, who's brilliant, yep. obviously. Um, so then we have this, like, the verbal gift giving. So, you know, it's sort of in opposition to the lavish gift giving that in the scene we've just come from. And this joke that never tires if you're 22. And I do say that without judgment because I saw this film a long time ago, which is an old lady saying something naughty. Do you still think it's funny? I think it's stupid. No, it's not. I don't think it's funny. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so Farrelly Brothers stupid. Yeah, sure. But we do get the baby vomit scene here. Which yeah. is absolutely hilarious. The thing is, would it, would that gross you out? Like, baby vomit doesn't smell of anything, really. It doesn't smell yeah. of vomit. It's, it's, it's just milk. Ugh, really I know, and I don't... You know I fucking hate it's, milk. It's, this is a scene where Vince Vaughn... This is... I, I agree. There could be more moments like this where he brings out the big guns and mm. he's like, he, he's like, I'm sorry, I love you. I love you, but you have to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Um... So, yeah, I, d- I don't know. Then Kate, she tries the breast pump, which you were upset by. I wasn't that bothered about it. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Why? Why, why would you do that? To see what he feels the like. Mo- no, because the movie needs you to do it. Like, so I just, I don't know. That's true, actually, yeah. I I thought they were going to You go know and- what one is. You know how they work. You don't go, oh, well, just see what it feels like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it's supposed to be like... You know, she's leaning into now wanting a kid, so she might need to find out what a breast pump feels like for when she has to do it herself. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think that's what they're saying. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then we find out she's bisexual. I was like, oh, my God, great representation, Hollywood. Oh, no, wait a minute. Yep. She had a gay phase without knowing it. Okay, cool, whatever. Mm. I really thought they were going to say this is a bisexual person. Yeah. And this is, I mean, I don't think she'd make fun of her old life, but I thought at least it was going to be, yes, she's bisexual. And Brad didn't know that about it sure. and then to keep on with the jokes be like oh no her friend was just very friendly Josephine, yeah. yeah i did i just think that's mean yeah sure and um, why does she do the pregnancy test it sort of feels like oh they're there so i'll just 
I'll give it a go. Like, were you, was she concerned that she I was might curious. be pregnant? So she or? does say it late. She says, my period's late. But she says that after we've seen her take the pregnancy test. So you kind of need the the jeopardy as, as such as it is prior to her taking the test. Sure. Because otherwise it seems like, oh, there's one. I'll just wee on this stick for a bit. Yeah. And if you are certain you're not pregnant, there's absolutely no reason to take a pregnancy exactly. test. It's a waste, actually. Mm. And like I've said, they're not free. No. Probably in the US they're exorbitantly expensive because absolutely. everything to do with medicine is... It's so true. Yeah. I mean, you, you can get them here like fairly cheaply, but I don't know. I thought it was wasteful. Anyway, uh, so bit of story because that's me. It's do Kate and Brad know each other as well as they should? Jeopardy. We'll have a, a small break. <laughs> How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. We get more wrestling. There's a lot of wrestling in this. Is this movie. in the bouncy castle? Yeah. Uh, I, this is funny, though. Do you think so? It's the bit where the child. Well, she clothes lines, though. That's it's, quite no, funny. it's before that where the kids are winning and the kid has got her head and is smashing it off oh, the I didn't floor like that at all. Of the bouncy castle. So violent. No, I like that. Because it's, you know, like it takes things just, just cross it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's good, though. It's funny. So she uses the mistletoe safe word to no avail. Mm. And then we don't move. You know, you think in the street, which I think is a good choice. We don't switch to the next family straight away. We stay with mom for a bit. So we go and see Pastor Phil, mm. um, Dwight Yoakam. Uh, did you enjoy hearing uh, over a montage of kids on a bouncy castle? Uh, Gary Glitter, rock and roll part two. Oh, it's mad, isn't it? Weird. 
It's so mad. Yep. But that's 2008, so... I, this is what I, I didn't check, because I was like, probably won't mention it. I know. Now I have, I'm like, I think we knew by then that something was I think, because 2008 not that long ago, really. No. But it's, you know, we did this when we did Joker, weirdly. It's like, did... Was that on purpose? Yeah, it that's, was on purpose. That, of course, that was on purpose. That's Todd Phillips being, being like, "Fuck it, yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do what I want, and I don't care. I don't give a shit. I'm gonna intentionally court controversy. Yeah, but it would be off, wouldn't it, in a in a gentle Christmas comedy? Yes. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's very difficult. Um, I think Pastor Phil's fucking amazing. I think he nearly steals the whole thing. Like he's so. Do you think so? Like Good. when mom is like, I'm in love with Pastor Phil, and you're like, oh, well, this needs this guy needs to be something. And then you see him, you're like, nope. And then after a bit, you're like, yes, yes. <laughs> it's, it's just charisma. Like, I I don't know. I'm just, you know, someone who's good at public speaking, I'm a little bit of a sucker for. Like, you just, I don't know. I get it. I get it, Mary. I get it. I do like this nativity scene. I like... I like Brad becoming into acting. And like, I think Vince Vaughn does this very well, this idea of like, you know, how he's great and he's going to make it work. Yeah, I I don't mind that. I'm annoyed that there's yet another fucking baby for Kate to hold. Yes, baby Jesus. Yeah, again, um, I just didn't think Vince Vaughn was as funny as I wanted him to be. I just don't think the dialogue's that funny. It's fine. The scene totally works. But oh, I don't know, there's just an opportunity there for like, he says something so outrageous or just so inappropriate without being lazy. But he's just like, Mary, do something and whatever. Like, I don't know. And this whole sort of late introduction of the fact that she had stage fright, who cares about that? Like, It's weird. It's really weird. Anyway, um, let's just go back to the story engine again. Now they're arguing more than ever. And that's what families do to you. Mm-hmm. And then we're off. So we're going to see his mom, Sissy Spacek. Now look. I at this point I was like, do you know what? Just stop being such a Grinch uh-huh. because I think it's lazy to be like, oh, they're in a sis, uh, sissy space. Like, as mom is in a relationship with Brad's old friend, who's significantly <laughs> younger than she is, and we're meant to go, oh, that's gross. But fuck me, it's funny. It is. It's so funny. I'm not trying to be your dad, Brad. It's so good. I'm, I'm trying to be my friend. You were my friend. <laughs> Because the I didn't is, start having sexual feelings about your mother until I was 30. Yeah, because the, when they lean into the sex stuff, you're like, that's a bit tawdry, that's a bit cheap. When he's pretending to be a dad, when he says, I want to give you petrol money, that's <laughs> so funny. Yeah, it is. I, I think, think this that, is my favourite family. Yeah, me too. Mm. Because it's just hilarious. And, the, you know, they both play it really well. Like, I just think it's really good. Then they play Taboo, which in this film is like, oh my God, but Brad and Kate don't know each other very well, so they're going to lose at Taboo. And Denver and Susan, John Favreau and Katie Mixon, they ace it. Now, except they do say that the capital of China is Hong Kong. No, but that's the joke. Oh, the joke no is, one checking? No, the joke is that, no, she's giving clues that the, 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 the thing on the card says Hong Kong and she's giving clues that oh! he's... He, he will get the right answer because he thinks that it's the cap- He oh thinks Hong God. Kong is the capital of China. That, I had to watch it again and again. So I was like, and then I was like, is it the capital of China? <laughs> I don't fucking know. Um, and it's not, and it never has been. But oh, I get it now. Yeah, that whole section is hilarious. Have then, you but- played Taboo? I have. Right, yeah. you understand how she's giving him exactly the clue he needs to get the right answer. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't say on the card what's the capital of China. It's no. not a question. It's no. the clue to get Hong Kong. I thought she. I just maybe needed her to like a little 
little bit of a wink, like, I know that that's not right. But it's good because he does it so deadpan. Yeah. And he's so, like, cool eating his chicken. Yeah, right? it's like... the whole thing. I know we shouldn't just quote it, but when she says, the only man I'm allowed to have an affair with, and he says, John Grisham. <laughs> <laughs> but the way he says it, John Grisham, it's like, it's, that's fucking hilarious. Like, dialogue like that, that's just gold. Like, you, you workshop that line, like, who is the most surprising man in this moment? Mm-hmm. And John Grisham, like, floored me. Yeah, it was great. It's very funny. I thought, I was two seconds ahead of it, I thought it was going to be Burt Reynolds. <laughs> I was like, I bet it's Burt Reynolds. But no, John Grisham's fun. <laughs> it's all really good. But anyway, Kate and Brad are bad at taboo, which means they are doomed as I a mean, couple. The problem is that she, like, she is bad at taboo in that scene. <laughs> He's it's, correct. It's, yeah. it's, not, it's not like, well, you know, it's not stuff you should know. Like the way that it's, it, it sort of drops the ball a bit because you're like, he should be able to get that and he hasn't got it. Yeah. But what she's doing is like, I'd be, I'd be angry. I'd be like, again, what are you, like, what are you doing? When you're doing like a joke pass and stuff. So the line, she's like, the thing I'm most scared of. And he's like, oh, snakes. Well, she's like, the thing I'm most scared of. And on we go, and on we go. Because it gets so built up, you're like, this is going to be good. And she's like, spiders. Oh, okay. Is it just spiders? Like, where's the, oh, come on. I mean, I don't know. Writer strikes are a very big deal in the US. Are you allowed to just go, just don't say spiders, <laughs> do something else? I don't know. Um, but anyway, again, story engine, the pregnancy test was negative and she's disappointed. And so she shares that with him when they're in the car. And he says to her, like, I think quite rightly. So I'm back on his side. He's like, absolutely no fucking way. Our whole thing is that we don't want to do that. Mm. And his speech is good. Like, I didn't feel sorry for her. I felt conflicted for both of them, actually. Mm which is quite a complex emotion for a film like this. But this is the When Harry Met Sally thing. In When Harry Met Sally, she, you know, Sally says, I said, this is what I want. And he said, well, I don't. And I said, well, I guess it's over. And he left. And it's like, that's a better way of doing it. But this is not bad. Like, no. in terms of exploring when two people have been on the set, on rails in their relationship and then they reach these big things, it's like, we, we love each other and we don't want the same things. What on earth are we going to do? Yep. And so they break up. Like, very big mature moment that I liked. Not just because it reminded me of When Harry Met Sally or maybe... I feel a lot of your enjoyment of this film is because it reminds you of When Harry Met Sally, yeah, which in your film. opinion is the greatest romantic comedy ever made. 100%. Mm. It leaves many other things in the dust. Yeah. Like, it's a great film. Okay. <laughs> I still think the Ashton Kutcher Amanda Peet movie, A Lot Like Love, might know. be better. You do think that, I, that's you? a great movie. Have we talked about Friends with Benefits? Is it you that likes that? That you're like, that's that actually brilliant. Mila Kunis yeah. and Justin Timberlake. Yeah. That is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really like that movie. I've watched, I, I watched it like when I was in New York for Christmas, and every day that I was hungover, I put Friends with Benefits on and I just watch it again and again. Yeah. I must have watched it like six times. Because <laughs> it's so good. It's just Right. So soothing. Yeah. yeah, it's basically paracetamol. That's good. So we're off to Kate's dad and it's John Voigt and he's going to impart a bit of fucking seriousness all over this place. And he um, says, I didn't get the bit where her sister starts banging on about internet dating other than it seems really insensitive where she's like, you know, yeah, she's, she's th- literally just broken up with Brad or thinks it might be over with Brad yeah. and she's like, great. I just think it's a, it's, a, it's not a very... It's I not think, a very I nice what, thing for no, that character to do. No, i tell you what do. that is, is last time she saw her sister, they had the whole thing about her calling her like Cootie Kate and uh, Courtney, the sister, comes off as a little bit mean, doesn't she? Because she's yeah. like, you know, sledging her. I think this is, we need a scene here where it, it shows that Courtney loves her sister Got you. and she does something for her. They've chosen internet dating. If it maybe it didn't quite land. I, I didn't mind it because it's like she just wants her to get back out there and not be heartbroken. But yeah, the timing is a bit brutal. And you're right, though. John Voigt, as the dad, does start imparting some wisdom. How do you feel that it's both dads 
that to impart wisdom <laughs> to their thought, children. I never thought of the that. The mums don't get a look in. <laughs> They're just there for shits and giggles. It's the dads who are like, let me give you I'm some gonna wisdom. I'm going to sort this shit out. That's absolutely fine. Okay. Some men are clever. Um, and yeah, so he says, nothing beats being honest about what you need and what you want. And then that's fine. I think that's a really nice message. I just feel like, again, I'm just going to bang this particular drum for a while. He says, there's nothing more important than family. And I feel this is restrictive and exclusionary and I don't like it for a Christmas movie a Christmas movie has to just be like oh like everyone's welcome kind of thing mm. so he's not talking about their family like I with the Santa Claus I was like that's 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 magic when Tim Allen as Santa Claus says we're a family even Neil and we've yeah. got to get on because he's talking about point of reference is their family you think this is too wide? Yeah, it's too he's, he's, I think he's saying if you don't have a family, you you you've got nothing, and I don't yeah. think that's you're fair. Todd and Margot. Yeah, who are going to be eaten by a dog and mm. beat each other, and yeah. like you know, have their home invaded by a SWAT team. I guess I see what you mean. I guess it is that. Yeah, I don't like the idea that it's marriage just, and kids are the only things that, yeah. that are valid. But you can't say there's nothing more important than friends and family. Yeah, but you can do stuff about you can make your you know this is why the speech coming up in a minute, which is like bloody hell. Let love grow where it will. I know he's being silly, but it's like cool. I think that's lovely. Like John Voight could have a moment where he's like, you know, you make make your happiness the way that you make your happiness. But as long as you're true to yourself, live your truth, be authentic. You know all these other messages. I just don't like this sort of if you've got kids jackpot if you haven't god you must be so sad and desperate and yeah. i just don't like that that's not for me but that's but that is the plot of this movie i know that is that, that is the message <laughs> i know within four christmas it didn't have to be because john boy is here to be like act three i'm gonna do the message of the film mm. and they could have had it another way which is family is what you make of it kind of thing yeah no yeah i agree yeah you do, I know you do. I agree i just I mean, that is the movie, though. Yeah. Um, so then Brad goes to his dad. I th- the only reason I can think they did this is so you go, oh, this movie's p- surprised me at the last moment. So he has a heart-to-heart with his dad about him leaving Kate because they want different things. Yeah. And you think the dad's going to go, that's such a huge mistake, son. You know, mm. she's a great gal, blah de blah de blah Yep. And convince him to go back and, you know, do a sort of good dad thing. And he does do a good dad thing in his own way, but the writer does he? Well, he's got he make, he makes Brad make a decision in his own way. I don't think he's intending to do that though. No. I think he just hates marriage because he yeah. hates his ex-wife so yeah. much that his animosity towards her yeah. just spills out to into all... into you know Brad. You, it's great that you didn't get married and stuff. I I mean it would work for me because I think that only you, what you need to happen is it's at that moment. To, for it to work like you're suggesting, where he's given, he he's made Brad make a decision, mm-hmm. but he's done it unintentionally because he's just a, a, an angry old man. Yeah, you need Brad to walk off. Like the minute he says that and goes, "Come inside, let's get a drink and celebrate you not being married." Yeah, at that moment, you want Brad to go. What am I doing? That's an insane thing. What you've just said and yeah. leave, but he doesn't. Yeah. He hangs out a, a <laughs> yeah. little bit longer, yeah. and it feels like that should be the the, the one thing he hears and immediately goes. I've got to go. I've got to go find her. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, um, but yeah. So it, you know, it makes him um, do do the thing that needs to be done at this point. So he kind of crawls back to, <laughs> to her, yep. and you know, tells her that she's the one, and that let love grow where it will, which I did think was good, and I think it's very grown up. And then they cut to one year later and another fucking baby, which means they made a baby more or less right away. He's like, we're not going to do this now. But, you know, basically you did do it about two months after. That's the joke, though, isn't it? He's yeah. like, he's once the seed is planted, he's like, actually, I'm really into this. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
And then this madness, they must have tried it both ways because it's madness that they haven't told their families. Obviously, there's a camera there where there absolutely shouldn't be one. They've not... It just undoes the whole film. This is a... Christmas movie, right? Yeah. This is a feel-good Christmas <laughs> yeah. movie. And it's it's just, it's the most insane thing to rehash a joke that wasn't that good in the first place with the film crew turning up. Yeah. And, like, just, I, I swear it was going to be different. I literally was like, and when he's, like, the family are all going to pour in yes. through the door. Yes. Like, it's going to be, like, chaos and it's all going to be lovely and you're going to end with this, all the families together yeah. with the baby. And it's just, like, to go with, no, we've hidden this new secret from yeah. Our families because we still hate them. Yeah, <laughs> like these families that have sort of like you know it's just such an odd sentiment. Mm. The movies like we've got John Voight, you know, twenty minutes ago going, you know, everything's about family. Yeah, and then the end of the movie is like fuck your family at Christmas. <laughs> They're awful. But it's do yeah, stuff in secret. It's, it's like, like they've learned nothing. Yeah, you've gone through the whole film with them, and they have changed. Oh, but then they just change back. Yeah. Like she, yeah, yeah. she's changed. Yeah. She's like, I realise, I want this. You don't. Oh my god, we've got a problem. And now they're united again in their complete sort of shutting out of their yep. families who love them and want to be with them. Merry Christmas and have a lovely Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> It's so bad. So weird. It's, it's just so weird. Yeah, I just kind of tend to forget about it. Okay. In my head, I see the family coming through the door, like in while you were sleeping. That's what it puts me in mind of yeah. in this alternate reality. The family crowded around the hospital bed. I like the baby vomit, though. That makes me laugh. It's completely unrealistic. That yeah. baby is minutes old. Uh-huh. They don't vomit that much. They don't really vomit at all at that age. So Nonetheless. No, they've like... Do you know what? This is a good fact. When a baby is first born, yep. the amount of milk it needs to like when it's just come out yep. is about like a teaspoon. So yeah, that people freak. Everyone freaks out because you're like, oh, breastfeeding is a nightmare, whatever. Or the babies aren't drinking enough; they don't need very much. Not for the first few hours because they've they've come out all full up, don't they? I I don't know. <laughs> this is so so far outside my wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah, I, I have sorry. less than nothing on this. <laughs> Do they come out full up? Yeah, they've, they've been eating, haven't they, the whole time? And then they don't come out hungry, essentially. Okay. So you don't stuff tons of milk down them straight away. Sure. Therefore, they will not throw up at that volume. They've had the placenta to chew on. I don't... <laughs> Do they eat it? I don't know. No, no, they don't. They can't eat it because some people fry it and eat it. Yeah. Don't they? I didn't, but... No, uh, I've never seen a human placenta. Have um, you not? I've seen a cat placenta. Wow! Uh, that's upsetting for some reason. Well, Sorry, I, I don't know why that's upsetting me so it much. It tasted great. <laughs> they are much, much bigger than you're <laughs> expecting. Are they really? They're fucking massive. Or like a T-bone steak. Bigger. Wow. Bigger. Okay. Bigger. Ter- they're terrifying. Like the thing that they put on the side of the Flintstones car in the opening credits. I'm going to say, think of, think of like... Uh, a tea towel, tea towel sized. Wow. Like, well, the, I mean, I had twins, so I don't know, but just the biggest, scariest web thing you've ever seen. And it, and, and it, what does it do? It scuttles away once it's yeah, come Yeah, basically, yeah. And it lives in the basement of the hospital. Excellent. Um, until it's such time as it's needed to yeah. rise up mm. and uh, form an army of placentae, I believe it's called. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Again, honestly, like I said, outside You'd my... you never know that. Outside my wheelhouse here. So that's great to know. It's just you don't even know the questions to ask, I guess. I don't. I, I are they making an army in your hospital basement would not be the first question I asked in the maternity ward um, but it's good to know that I should be I just check just check yeah. yeah then they rise up then they come out and they look for you the person they came out of first kill you first mm. obviously because you're like a threat um, and then go from there I guess I don't really assume know assume your life yeah so, like, you know if you're an accountant now the placenta is that accountant like wibbly 
thing. Mm. That's the end of the film. Fantastic. Great. So, um, what's your best scene? It's almost when Reese Witherspoon smashes the baby's head off a cupboard door. <laughs> uh, it's almost the nativity scene, which I know you don't like, but I do like. I do love the dry retching of a baby vomit. I, I love you, but you have to go. <laughs> Funny. Uh, but it's John Favreau and his wife winning at Taboo. Yeah. I just, his delivery of those answers, and specifically, I've written down the capital of China, Hong Kong. Good. I, I just didn't, I don't know why I didn't get it. It's so good. Mine is also Susan and Deva playing Taboo, but for the line, me and you dry humping on the beach, pause, screensaver. <laughs> <laughs> That's genius. How yes. good is that? Oh, uh, yeah. So good. Yeah, it's funny. It's uh, funny. Who's your MVW or what? Sorry. Well, for that reason, my most valuable whatever is John Favreau. Oh, really? Yeah, again, and it's for that Taboo scene. He's just hit the delivery, the chicken. And like the the look on his face and the yeah, delivery of each answer, just perfect. It's very good. I'm going to choose Reese Witherspoon. Really? Yeah, of course I am. Because I, I think she looks uncomfortable throughout this movie. I I think she's gone into this and gone. Oh, this was a bad call, Reese. <laughs> what have you done? It did this, really well, didn't it? It did. Yeah, it didn't do badly. I mean, you know, that's what they say: make a Christmas movie. I mean, it's hard, isn't it? Because I can't remember what the public perception of her career was in 2008. She's kind of Teflon now; like she can't do anything wrong. Yep. Um, she just—I <laughs> sound ridiculous. I sound like her mom. She's just such a shining star. <laughs> she really is. She's great. She's great. So there we go. Yeah, I watched Little Nicky last night. She's very good in that. Oh, well. really? Yep. That was a weird night. Yeah, it's been, been an odd week. Yeah. Uh, what would you change? Mm. I would change the freaking ending. Yes. You've just got to have the families that we've been spending this movie with that have helped them grow, helped them have a child, helped them realise their love for one another. Those family members need to spill through that hospital door at the end. Yeah. Pull out on everyone having a great time a great time and somehow make it funny and I don't really know how because them turning up isn't you think the writers might be like well if them turning up's hilarious because Brad and Kate would hate that but we're the audience we're like no that's what we want to see so that's not funny in itself yep. so there has to be a way of making it funny but you, you just find the funniest of all the families which is his best friend and the mom you yeah. just do something with him yeah mm. mine is I, I think that too but just to have something different leaning into this idea that happiness isn't always about uh, marriage and babies and it's difficult to do because obviously they're all relatives of Brad and Kate who are these people's children I want to see an alternative family mm. that isn't all about children and marriage so the thing I landed on was one of the aunties in Kate's mum's house could she have an what, sorry alternative is very judgy a lifestyle that isn't all about kids and marriage and she's super fucking happy and just to show another way of doing things yeah. that's all I want good thanks that's it that's it. Great. Yep. All right. All right. All hey. righty room. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Love it. I do too. What yeah. a great week. What and a... so quick. Yeah, fast. fast really fast. Yeah. I almost didn't do a break. Yeah. Yeah, didn't feel the need to. Yep. Great stuff. I will go completely quiet. <laughs> so I will brinkmanship you. It's time for the verdict. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. Uh, would you like to go first? Or shall I go first? Oh, let me go first because it's really meandering. Okay. Um, so I'm, mine's really brief. Okay. Okay. I, this is a really weird one, right? Because Christmas Vacation is much funnier than Four Christmases. Mm. I laughed and it's warm and it draws you in and it's kind of got funniness just in it. And at the heart of it is a really lovely, loving family. And that's all Christmas. Like I totally, that's what I want at Christmas. 
but it isn't a film in the way that I understand films. <laughs> and I have no desire to watch it again. And I will watch Four Christmases again. And I can't resist that cast. And I just can't resist that structure. I just can't. That's something... Okay. It just does the business for me. So wow. I know this is a really daft way of making a decision, but I don't, I don't see Christmas Vacation as a movie, uh-huh. so it can't be the better movie because it's not a movie. So Four Christmases is the better movie. Okay. Um, well, it's so interesting. One of these is staying on my annual heavy rotation Christmas movie yeah. list, and mm-hmm. one I'm probably never going to watch again. And the movie that I'm going to watch again is Christmas Vacation sure. because it gives me a warm feeling inside it's a christmasy christmasy christmas christmas spirit mm, yeah. in a film and yeah it doesn't make a whole lot of sense structurally it's just stuff happening <laughs> but that stuff is funny for christmases it feels like it's got something dark at its heart <laughs> i just i don't know what it is like i said i don't know it's finding out that the two leads didn't really get on i don't know if it's vince vaughn's delivery he seems just his abrasiveness there's something that i think is bad at the heart of this film something's rotten at the it core just of the film. doesn't feel like a christmas like all you want from a christmas movie is to walk away and go Oh, <laughs> yeah. And this feels, especially with that ending, mm. it just feels like this is not Christmassy. This is like, this is more the wedding crashes. It's that, yeah. uh, it's that sort of, it toys with, I don't know, again, whether it's because of Vince Vaughn, like it just toys with irreverence too much for a Christmas movie. It doesn't tick that box. So I'm going with National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Fair enough. Means it's down to Tilly. Yeah. Do you want to hear what he said? Sure. I think this is going to disappoint you, uh, not because it might not go your way, but just because of the quality of his vote this week is, even by our standards, <laughs> yeah. piss poor. Shall we hold him to our law standards? <clears throat> Here we go. My vote goes to Christmas Vacation mm-hmm. over whatever you put it up against. <laughs> So he doesn't even know the other film is oh, for Christmas. It was actually fucking Schindler's List, Chris. So, it was E.T. Yeah, joke's on you. Your favourite movie of all time. <laughs> now that's Back to the Future. That's Back to the Future. That's Back to the Future. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Christmas Vacation is the winner. Hooray. Uh, fantastic. Uh, right then, that is us done for this week and indeed uh, done for... Christmas. Christmas, yep. yeah. Uh, next week we are playing out our second live show that we recorded the Loading bar in Stoke New Internet is Cocktail versus Coyote Ugly. If you'd like to do your homework ahead of that, I hope it's good. Yeah, we don't know. We've never listened back to it. No. Uh, and I, I, I think... Chris has, though. And? He says it's all right. Fine. <laughs> Great. That's, uh, that is a weight off my shoulders because yeah, really I was very, very worried. <laughs> uh, so that is coming your way next week. And then after that, we are into January. Get your Clash... Um, or how to put it, get your Clash suggestions like that uh, in a show at ClashPod.com. If you've got a Clash pairing that you've always wanted us to do, give us a reason why they belong together and send it to show at ClashPod.com. We've already got our first one lined up, but we've got plenty more slots still to fill. Uh, and that is us done. Uh, I will say this. Have a lovely holiday period, festive time of year. Merry Christmas and goodbye. Clash of the Titles is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.
Summer's just around the corner, so give your body the care it deserves with Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Created by infusing Andaria seaweed in barrels of botanical oils, it leaves skin silky soft and glowing. Plus, it's clinically proven to improve elasticity and deeply moisturize without feeling greasy. It's safe, clean, vegan skincare. Get 10% off your first order at oseamalibu.com with code GLOW, plus free shipping on orders over $60. With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more, only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply. Not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon.